LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, everybody, it is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. Today's going to be a bit of a reaction video, quite frankly. I'm, I woke up today, and there were people that were talking about a government conspiracy to make the volcanic activity and the wildfires in Maui to be part of a consolidated plan to basically push through, I guess, more COVID crap. And then somebody brought up the Jews and then somebody else brought up this Agenda 30. And I'm like, I thought we were still on Agenda 21, but no, 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 they they got a new agenda, baby. It's a new, new agenda we all gotta be sweating and worrying about and thinking about. So I figured, well, rather than just shit talk this and, and so forth, I figured, let me see what Agenda 30 even is. And so I'm going to take us a little bit through this website. I guess leave me a note in the comments if you've heard anything about the United Nations uh, 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, okay? Unfortunately, there is a group of people out there that are not only climate deniers, but they also, they've never, ever found any of the information satisfying enough to dig into and learn unless it's got a James Bond uh, you know, kind of component to it. I don't know, like a James Bean, right? You know, like let's add James Bean. Thank God for AI. We were able to pull off a James Bond with James Bean with the golden gun kind of thing. Poor Sean Connery rolling over in his grave right now. But in any event, let's go ahead and take a look at what Agenda 30, as they're calling it is, or Agenda 2030, the sustainable development. This is a UN thing, right? The United Nations... Uh, governments around the world, mind you, I don't have any um, faith in our government. I don't have any faith in our elected rulers or the so-called elected rulers, because, you know, I don't really believe in the whole electoral process per se. But let's go ahead and take a look at what, in fact, they're talking about. Um, I, I am curious, though. Leave me notes in the comments if you guys have seen any of this stuff, um, because it, 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 to me, knowing what we do know, is more than enough drama than having to concoct drama out of nowhere. But I guess the cynic wins. So let's see what they're talking about. See how many Jews are involved in this. Let's see how many uh, big time Zion projects there are in this. How many Nazi, you know, kind of weird things that they come up with. I don't, I don't think any of it's that, but I'm gonna look at it anyway. So the Agenda 2030, which is the United Nations attempt at developing an agenda Kind of like a, a global view, I guess, of uh, how to plan for the future. You know, I don't know whether they'll get it right or not. I know that people like Fadl Kaboob, who we frequently have had on in the past, um, are doing work with the UN right now that are doing work regarding uh, sustainability and development within Africa. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really loath to be overly skeptical, but I want to see what this is before I just throw it out of hand. So let's see what the preamble is. The preamble says the agenda is a plan of action for people, planet, and prosperity. It also seeks to strengthen universal peace and larger freedom. We recognize 
that eradicating poverty in all of its forms and dimensions, including extreme poverty, is the greatest global challenge and indispensable requirement for sustainable development. All countries and all stakeholders acting in collaborative partnership will implement this plan. We're resolved to free the human race from the tyranny of poverty and want to heal and secure our planet. We're determined to take the bold and transformative steps which are urgently needed to shift the world onto a sustainable and resilient path. As we embark on this collective journey, we pledge that no one will be left behind. The 17 sustainable development goals and 169, and we folks, we are not going to 169 targets. Let me just tell you, 169 targets, which we are facing today will demonstrate the scale and ambition of this new universal agenda. They seek to build on the millennium development goals and complete what they did not achieve. They seek to realize the human rights for all and to achieve gender equality and the empowerment of all women and girls. They're integrated and indivisible and balance the three dimensions of sustainable development, economic, social, and environmental. Very interested in seeing what this is. And if this is all about capitalism and so forth, you know, this is a bunch of idiots. Maybe we'll see. Let's see if it's got some teeth to it. Let's see if it matters. They say, people, we are determined to end poverty and hunger in all their forms and dimensions and to ensure all human beings can fulfill the potential and dignity and equality in a healthy environment. Pretty generic, pretty much straight off of a, a fortune cookie. Planet, we are determined to protect the planet from degradation, including through sustainable consumption and production, sustainably managing its natural resources and taking urgent action on climate change so that it can support the needs of the present and the future generations. Prosperity, we are determined to ensure that all human beings can enjoy prosperous and fulfilling lives and that economic and social technological progress occurs in harmony with nature. Peace, we are determined to foster peaceful, just, and inclusive societies which are free from fear and violence. There can be no sustainable development without peace and no peace without sustainable development. Well, my God, I wonder what the U.S. is thinking. They priority rejected this, huh? Partnership, we are determined to mobilize the means required to implement this agenda through a revitalized global partnership for sustainable development based on a spirit of strength and global solidarity focused in particular on the needs of the poorest and most vulnerable and with the participation of all countries, all stakeholders, and all people. The interlinkages and integrated nature of the sustainable development goals are of crucial importance in ensuring that the purpose of the new agenda is realized. If we realize our ambitions across the full extent of the agenda, the lives of all will be profoundly improved and our world will be transformed. Now, listen, before I, before, I, um, before I go further on this, very few comments, folks. Any of this stuff? Yeah, this is this agenda is real. I mean, that's the UN agenda, and we're looking at it right now. Um, so the question really is, what, what are they trying to do? What is, what is the big deal here? What 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 are we um, you know, what what are we dealing with? And first and foremost, as an MMT, -er, I I can tell you right now, so much of this need for all countries coming together is really a matter of lending resources, not money. There's no need for lending money, no need for financing things. Just give the people what they need. There's no reason to make this a big thing for somebody to make profit on. There's none. I, I, I don't know if that's what this is all about, but we're going to look a little deeper. Let's, let's, let's dig back in. 
And here we go. Uh, but we want to make it so that you can see my mug shot in the corner anyway. So let's bring me back in there. There we go. All right. So declaration, introduction, we the heads of government and high representatives meeting at the United Nations headquarters in New York from 25th to the 27th of September 15. Look, 2015, man. This is going all the way back to 2015. As the organization celebrates its 70th anniversary, have decided today on a new global sustainable development goals. On behalf of the peoples we serve, we have adopted a historic decision on comprehensive, far-reaching, and people-centered set of universal and transformative goals and targets. We commit. You know what? Rather than reading all this, and this is good. You can hear. I'll I'll put this into the chat for you guys to look at on your own time because it's just a little insane for me to try to read all that while doing this take two seconds and boom there we go all right so there's the 2030 agenda there's another thing which is the goals and this is probably easier it's 17 goals so let's just go through the 17 goals hey what is this the stephen douglas grumbine summit oh i'm sorry let's see what the sustainable development goals are come on now look at that the pinwheel of death they must not want us to know the agenda or is this it well, let's see is it gonna let me go there no, it's not letting me go there either, is it? I'll be a bun of a sitch. Huh. Why is it not letting us see? Let's see if we can maybe reboot it. No, there we go. So take action. Goal number one, no poverty. Goal number two, zero hunger. Goal number three, good health and well-being. Goal number four, quality education. Goal number five, gender equality. Goal number six, clean water and sanitation. Goal number seven, affordable and clean energy. Goal number eight, decent work and economic growth. Goal nine, industry innovation and infrastructure. Interesting. We'll have to look at that one a little bit more closely. Uh, goal 10, uh, support and support the marginalized and disadvantaged. Okay. Goal 11, bike, walk, or use public transportation. Goal 12, recycle paper, plastic, glass, and aluminum. Goal 13, climate action. Goal 14, life below water. Goal 15, life on land. Goal 16, peace, justice, and strong institutions. I'm interested because they're talking about this. Let's read more about peace because you would think that they would talk about scaling down the military because it is one of the biggest polluters that lead to a non-sustainable planet. Let's just take a peek at this. It'd probably take two hours for it to open which sucks. I'm really sorry, but I got really fast internet. So I'm not sure why this is going so slow. Oh boy. All right. While that's spinning up folks, let me just say this. Every one of these things sounds really good on the surface. Okay. Every single one of these things sounds fortune cookies to me. The devil's going to be in the details, right? Um, it'll be interesting to see whether or not our government supports any of this or not, because everything that I read there lies in the face of uh, United States version of freedom. Right? Um, but also every time I see sustainable and industry development, innovation and growth and things like that, I think to myself, that's not exactly, not exactly. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. It's not exactly uh, the thing that ends up benefiting the people. So goals, government overreach always loots society. Um, so I see questions as the being late slacker. There's no excuse. 13 minutes ago, brother, man, you should have been here on time. I was here. There's that Spicoli thing. 
I'm here and you're here doesn't make it like our time. Anyway, Mr. Baxter, you go to Gulag, right? Gulag for sure. Let's see. I, if some tells me they have still not, it is still not um, gone up on the page here yet. It's like slow move. It's still doing this. Gee, many Christmas. Wow. Goal 16 is just not happening. Folks, if you guys want to go through this on your own, my God, what the bleepity bleep. I mean, they got all these fancy spinny things here. So you can go back and forth and it spins back and forth. I'll bet you that takes all this takes so much time to load every one of these little widgets, but just on the high level, right? I'll shit on the stick. I don't know how to make this go faster, folks. With all due respect, if I do open a new tab, let's try that maybe. Loading. Time keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking into the future. All right. These guys must not want you to read much about it. Oh, whoa. Hey, there we go. Goal 16. Goodness gracious, that took forever. Let's go ahead through it, though. Goal 16 is about promoting peaceful and inclusive societies, providing access to justice for all, and building effective, accountable, and inclusive institutions at all levels. Are they just talking about ending the police? Are they talking about doing away with private property? What are they, what are they talking about here? However, an ongoing and violent conflicts around the world are derailing the global path to peace and achievement of Goal 16. Alarmingly, the year 2022 witnessed more than a 50% increase in conflict-related civilian deaths, the first since the adoption of Agenda 2030, largely due to the war in Ukraine. Okay. High levels of armed violence and insecurity have a destructive impact on the country's development while sexual violence, crime, exploitation, and torture are prevalent where there is conflict or no rule of law and countries must take measures to protect those who are most at risk. Governments, civil society, and communities need to work together to find lasting solutions to conflict and insecurity. I, I see this communities to avoid find lasting solutions for conflict and insecurity folks i'm just going to say this i'm not trying to poke holes in this because i don't really care about it that much at this point it hasn't struck me as something major last time i had the regular people weren't declaring war on anyone right well i i don't think i declared war god knows you didn't i don't think you did anyway who, who are they talking about here as they talk about this you know, where this, the communities are going to find long-lasting ways to prevent conflict. I don't know. I, I don't think any of us thought about going into Iran or Iraq or Syria or Libya or any of these things. Let's see more. Let's see if we can. Why should I care? High levels of armed violence and insecurity have a destructive impact on a country's development. Sexual violence, crime, and exploitation and torture are prevalent where there is conflict or no rule of law. Government, civil society, and communities need to work together to find lasting solutions to conflict and insecurity. Strengthening the rule of law. See, this rule of law, strengthening the rule of law. You already got me right there. And promoting human rights is key to the process, as in reducing the flow of illicit arms, combating corruption, and ensuring inclusive participation at all times. Always interested in who they think they're talking about combating corruption. We, we The United States, we don't we don't arrest any white collar crimes. We don't arrest any of these corrupt bastards. So I'm not sure how that would play out here. How does this apply to where I live? Goal 16 aligns within the broader human rights framework of promoting societies to respect and uphold individual rights, as well as the right to privacy, freedom of expression and access to information. Peace is a fundamental precondition for the social, a lot of, a lot of like hyperbole and just sort of, just sort of fortune cookie 
doesn't say much crimes threatening peaceful societies including homicides yeah trafficking and other organized crimes as well as discriminatory laws or practices affect all countries armed violence and insecurity have a destructive impact on a country's development okay violence also affects children so these are definitely eye-opening Lack of access to justice means that conflicts remain unresolved and people cannot obtain protection and redress. Institutions that do not function according to legitimate laws are prone to arbitrariness and abuse of power. You mean like the police and less capable of delivering public service to everyone. To exclude and discriminate not only violates human rights, but also causes resentment and animosity and could give rise to violence. What can we do? I don't. This is a bunch of bukkake. So you know what? Let's just let's just go back to this for a second. Every time I read something like this, it's like the blueprint for the most generic thing possible. It, it defies logic to me that these sorts of things are like you know even debatable at some level. I mean, obviously we don't want violence. Obviously we don't want rape. Obviously, we don't want discrimination. Well, I say obviously. I know there's a whole other side that really doesn't mind that kind of stuff. Um, but that said, it's just a bunch of platitudes until you figure out how you're going to impose any of this stuff and how you're going to actually, um, you know, hold on. I'm re- I'm split-minded again. Reading a $50 comment is hard to do while you're talking about subject. Sort of slightly different. Um but we're going to get to that comment because that comment came with a dollar figure on it, man. And brother, man, put the money out there. I'm going to let it be read. That said, I don't see how any of this stuff can do anything other than lead to people guessing and wondering. And then in the absence of details, they start bringing about interesting levels of conspiracy theory that can be tied to each one of these things. It's so simple. I'm telling you, so freaking simple. Some of the the higher level points, and we'll get to those in a minute. Let's go ahead and read this here. Humorous. Let's ask Steve, everyone, does our government loot the people or does the United Corporations of America and the handful of scumbags that own them loot the people? I believe the larger the government, I believe the larger the government, the more power the people have. Well, I am all about the public space. Do I believe that our government loots us? Um, Our government itself doesn't loot us the people that are in it do and i believe that government is kind of a neutral thing government of the people is a neutral thing it's all about who's in charge and what laws they they uh, you know operate within what rules what structure what beliefs what what framework for governance they have um but the people in power are definitely captured this government that we have is definitely captured there's no question about it and you can see by just follow the money. Where does the money go? But this is not some big new thing. Right? This is not some big new thing. This is something that going back to the dawn of time when people broke free from uh, feudalism, if you will, <laughs> to capitalism, um, you know, some would say a necessary stage before you would get to socialism, et cetera. Um, going way back, we have known point blank that the rules, laws, structures of government, et cetera, have been there to protect the elite. And there's always been serious class divisions going way back to the Roman Empire and before we had the people, those who those who prayed, those who fought, and those who worked. Those were your three primary classes. And then of course you had the the uh, merchant 
group that became the fourth class of people. But going back then, it was like those who prayed, prayed for everybody. So that was their job. They were fed by those who worked and they were protected by those who fought. Those who fought were prayed over by the those who prayed and they were fed and clothed and armed by those who worked. Those who worked were protected by those who fought and they were protected by the prayers of those who prayed. So this is the, the way that the class society was built back in the day. It broke free. And if you listened to um, the Bill Mitchell episode from Macaron Cheese this week, you know that there was a time where the elites had given a little bit of goodwill back to the people. They had broken off a little bit more money. They had made lives a little bit better for everybody. But with the Powell memo in the 60s and 70s, with the Mount Pelerin Society, et cetera, they literally created the structure by which to take it all back and to fight back and to literally starve the people while simultaneously fattening wealth. Do I think governments loot? The governments allowed that to happen. The governments, the laws passed, the powers that be allowed that to happen, which should tell you that no person, no regular person was ever consulted for any of that. I can't imagine any of us saying, you know what? That's a good idea. We should literally let CEOs have 400% more pay than the base worker. We should definitely ensure that the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. We should definitely make sure that wages are always low so we can ensure that they'll do whatever they need for our pay. Do I think governments loot? Um, uh, yes, but not the government. I think the people themselves do. Did I get it right? I don't know, but that's the answer that, uh, that I wanted to make sure that I uh, put out there. Uh, so let's see, COVID-19 is a vascular disease that can spill over into the lungs, producing secondary respiratory infection. It is never a mild vascular infection. It's always a mild respiratory infection. Okay, I, I don't, I'm really don't. How did that come into play here? How did we get into COVID land? Um, just amount of waste in this country. The FDA destroys food to control the price of it. All the food tossed with the 2024 expiration date. Um, Depends on who the government is serving. See, this is a this is a really the point right here Michael brings up, and that's the fact that when you think about class interest and you think about class struggle, who does the government represent? The government doesn't represent you and I. The government represents the will of capital. So I'm always skeptical when I see things like this government, uh, this uh, Agenda 2030. I, I don't think it's some vast conspiracy. I think in, in other news, rich people got together in a room without you and I and came up with some plans, okay? Um, I think that that is what makes up most of the world right now is rich people sitting in rooms deciding how the world is gonna be without caring about whether people think, you know, it's a good idea or not. I don't think they give a shit what we think. Um, so in that sense, it's, oh my God. What's worse, and I think what is more frightening is the economics that these groups, you know, talk about. You know, folks like Fado Kaboob, I know, are MMT informed and are absolutely for building up the social side of the world to really make sure that people have a say. I know that the MMT community as a whole is in that camp. I don't believe the vast majority of those people that are at these things are MMTers, number one. Um, I really, really believe in the end that uh, we're going to be very lucky if we can. Um, survive climate crisis, much less build some agenda 2030 that allows us to build sustainably. Because quite frankly, you can see the resistance um, to electric vehicles. And in many cases, 
electric vehicles are a bullshit approach to trying to deal with sustainability because if you've ever seen quote unquote food for electric cars, it involves massive trains carrying huge amounts of earth, earth metals and earth uh, in general, natural resources, stuff dug from the ground, just like fossil fuels, just like the same pollution, just like all that crap. Um, you're dealing with a group of sociopaths that want to maintain at all costs the illusion that somehow or another individuals can lead these opulent lives without any kind of impact on anyone. Um, so the $90,000 electric vehicle is in no way, shape or form sustainable. The good news is that I did see mass transit and I did see kind of public transportation, um, but I saw no mention of scaling down the military. I was looking. That's the one thing I did look for is like uh, out of all this shit, if you want to find out, but instead, no, they talked about really, really ramping up law and order. So when I think about uh, law and order, you know, I think to myself, you know, we've, we've talked to abolitionists, police abolitionists that we, we support heavily. And I think of police abolition as a core component of moving forward, um, which is hard to imagine because we have no socialist world. We don't, we live in a very, very strict right-wing uh, capitalist world. We do not live in a place in this world anywhere, really, that is for the people. And so these kind of goals and stuff like that are antithetical to the overarching economic system that they want to put on us, which is just more capitalism. I don't know how you can in any way, shape, or form, it's um, a word I'm looking for, I don't know how you can say with any kind of, you know, concern for the well-being of society that this kind of approach um capitalism is is a disease it's a cancer and it literally focuses on all the wrong things so how do you create an agenda like this expect it to transform society expect it to do anything when you are in fact not eliminating capitalism when you are not in fact scaling down the military when you're not in fact doing any of the things that really genuinely make the lives of people better. I mean, you know, for all the talk we have in this country about, you know, the right wing is okay, the left wing's okay. Why are we not, why, why aren't we focusing on the one bird because it's two wings and blah, blah, whatever crap people say when they try to make excuses for fascism. Um, you know, Democrats are fascist too. Let's be clear. Neoliberalism is fascism. Uh, it's proto-fascism. So there is no good guys in that space whatsoever. There is no good guys to look at and say, ah, oh, there's the model. I just don't know how a, an agenda like this ever comes to be. I don't know how any of this uh, becomes a, a practicable plan. I don't know why anybody would be worried about it because the reality is, is that the three-headed monster of austerity is how they rule us. Fiscal austerity, not spending on the people. All the governments come up with a reason why hey, we've got to cut back on spending, inflation, you name it. Stupid. People believe it. The next part is, oh my God, we've got inflation. We've got to raise interest rates. So the second part of this, we've got fiscal austerity. Then we've got monetary austerity, which is the interest rates. And then flip it around. Then we've got layoffs and unemployment and gig work. Until they make a job a right, they're just talking out of their ass. Until they literally make sure that people have their basic needs met, not universal basic income. Jesus Christ. When will people ever learn about that shit? When will people ever learn? The people need the goods and services. The money is only good if the things are there for purchase. But if they're not there for purchase, 
and they don't have the power to negotiate because they're just an individual, then what good is it? What good is it? So the three-pronged attack is firing people, laying people off, ensuring that interest rates, games are played, monetary policy, and then, of course, fiscal policy, reducing spending. Everything that I see from the groups that help these other groups through the IMF and the World Bank are all about imposing structural adjustments, which are basically opening markets. It's nothing more than capitalism. I'd be very interested if any of this says we're going to end capitalism. I didn't see anything there. Now, it doesn't mean it's not there, but I don't believe it's there. I don't believe the U.S. would ever support something that's a dual with capitalism. You've got even Lizzie Warren out there running around saying, I'm a capitalist to my bones. Okay. So with this agenda, you know, there are folks in the U.N. that are part of the BRICS. So what are the, what are the BRICS role in this? If anything, what will they have a role in this? Or will it all be IMF, World Bank driven? Questions we got to ask ourselves. Do I think that this is the grand conspiracy to bring us all to an end? No. Do I think it's more of the same capitalist bullshit grabbing what they can and using government as a veil to do it? Um, it certainly has the potential to be that because I don't see anything there saying otherwise. Anyway, that said, this is going to be a short one today because these conspiracy kind of theories, they tend to be somebody hears something they don't like and they overlay that with a bunch of stories. I mean, to believe that the U.S. manufactured the fires in Maui to bring about some ability to overlook COVID takes a special person to think that stuff up. It takes a super special person to think that stuff up. The reality is, is that austerity is plenty murder enough. These types of things to, to come up with those, it's like, I just, I just keep wondering what a person has to be made of to think that way, to come up with that shit. Um, and it's just, it's just a shame anyway. With that, I am Steve Grumbine. Um, sorry, we couldn't go through more of this. The freaking site is slower than freaking a snail. Um, lo and behold, I, and by the way, Cynthia McKinney was out there the other day, another one of the people that talked this shit. And she was basically talking about once again, the Jews, she was at a conference talking about, we got to attack the Jews and Jesus Christ. And it's just amazing to me to see this stuff. I mean, I'm an anti-Zionist all the way pro-Palestine, you name it. And to see people like that still talking about like the Jews, it's just, they live and die on the Rothschild conspiracy. Still, still, still tragic, tragic. Anyway, I am Steve Grumbine. I am the rogue scholar and I appreciate y'all joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org.